Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. Can I be embarrassed? No. <laughs> if you need to be embarrassed for that, you've got a lot of things to be embarrassed about, Jen. It has been a mystery for the past several months. A mystery? A mystery trying to be solved by my brother and his wife. What's going on? They have uh, a little child mm-hmm. named Micah. Mm. He's like starting to talk and put together sentences and stuff. Yeah, he's a toddler. He's a toddler. And he has a word that they're not sure what it means. Oh, a toddler language word. There's there's some toddler vocabulary going on here. <laughs> I love and that. And the context where they see it the most okay. is my father will blow those soap bubbles for Micah. Okay, yeah. And Micah will get a little stick and he'll swing it around and go, poter, 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 poter. 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 So, and he'll be popping the button, pop, uh, popping, popping the, the bubbles. bubbles yeah, while, like kind of twisting his hand with the, the with bat the in stick. it and popping them. A bat? There's, he has like a little plastic bat. Now, okay. sometimes he'll do it without the bat and just rotate his hand back and forth and go, poter, 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 poter. But his hand is always rotating and yeah. he's always popping the bubbles. His hand's always rotating back and forth. And that's what the poter is. Poter, well, we don't as, know. As best we can tell, like Nate and Meg have repeatedly been like, Micah, what, what, what are you saying? He's poter. Well, what, what does Poter mean? And then every time, literally every time they ask him what Poter means, it's like he just wanders away. <laughs> this conversation's over. It's like, sounds like a politician. Every I'm out of here. The question. <laughs> so like they're trying to get like context clues on this. Like, so Micah, would you Poter some cereal? No. No. Would you Poter mom? No. no. Okay. And like they're just trying to figure out, we don't know. All we know is that Potering in its proper usage does involve popping bubbles but we're not sure if it if it's very specific to that or if you could poter in other contexts you've got linguists in your family this must must really frustrate them i mean your grandmother is a linguist your brother is a linguist and they've got a toddler that is outsmarting them probably what they need is for my grandma just to sit down with micah and figure out the the etymology and the conjugation of this word it's toddler language taylor <laughs> they make it up Taylor's nephew has a word that only he knows. It's called toddler language, and you've probably had some in your house, too. Yeah, Lindsay, you got some toddler language to tell us about? Oh, boy, do I. As I'm dropping my kids off to school, and they're like, oh, here we go. Um, My daughter, when she was three, thought that the word crab rangoon was cranberry goon. (laughs) Cranberry goon. Oh, I can see it. It works. So every time we go for Chinese, I always say, well, do you guys want some cranberry goons? <laughs> My sons, they are five. And when they were younger, instead of tornadoes, it was tomatoes or tormatoes. <laughs> tornadoes. <laughs> Anytime there's a storm, they're always like, mom, there's a tornado coming or a tomato coming. I'm like, um, yeah, we're going to have flying vegetables. I don't more know, fun Lindsay. Than dinner time at your place sounds good. You got cranberry goons and flying vegetables. You got <laughs> <laughs> they're only this big, those little toddlers in our lives, but they're so interesting, especially when they start making up their own language. So we want to hear your toddler vocabulary words. Instead of bananas, it was nanabuzz. 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 And half of them still call them nanabuzz. Nanabuzz. So. I kind of want to call them that too. 
That's fun. <laughs> because banana's not fun enough. And then instead of avocados, it was avocados. <laughs> <laughs> and then instead of zucchini, it was vegetable candy. Vegetable Why? candy. They were at their grandma's house one time and she had made grilled zucchini and they'd never had it before. And they took a bite and they're like, oh, this is kind of good. It's kind of sweet. And she didn't want to tell them, oh, well, it's, you know, zucchinis or vegetables because she's afraid that they would be like, it's a vegetable. And so she's like, oh, this is this is vegetable candy. And they they still call them vegetable candy, but now they don't like them. How old is Micah now? Is he three? He's three years old. He'll oh be goodness. four in uh, in December. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Taylor's little toddler nephew, Micah, has a word that only he knows we, what we it don't, means. We don't know what no, it means. No, we don't know what it means because he's a toddler, and sometimes they have their own vocabulary. My oldest was in preschool, and the teacher came up to me, and she said... Um, your daughter is saying old pizza sacks, and I can't figure out what she's saying. And I said, well, I don't know what that means either. So it took me a couple of days. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was at home, and I said, oh, for Pete's sakes. And I was like, that's what she's saying. <laughs> oh, pizza sacks? Yep. Oh, pizza sacks. I kind of like oh, pizza sacks. <laughs> right? <laughs> Little stocks have big ears. They yeah. hear everything we say. They do. Oh, man. They do. God gives us what we need for the day. Hmm. Don't start borrowing trouble from tomorrow. That's what I thought yesterday when I was at the dollar store. I needed some, you know, bags and stuff to wrap some presents. Mm-hmm. And I walked into the graduation aisle Ooh. and I saw all the graduation party stuff and all the graduation announcements and all of the things that I'm going to have to start thinking about on the other side of this play because I have a graduate. I have my last graduate. Mm. I have a son, Benjamin. He's graduating from high school. We're going to have to do a party. We're going to have a graduation ceremony. And <laughs> as I stood in that aisle, I was thinking to myself, while I'm here, I should grab all this stuff. I should start thinking about this and grab it all now mm. is what I mean. I literally because I like to be practical yeah. and only make one trip if I need to. And then I realized something. I don't have what it takes to deal with this today. I don't have what it takes. I don't have the emotional bandwidth today to deal with thinking about a graduation party for my baby. Mm. And as I stood there and realized that I could hear this little voice say. But I'll give you the strength in another day. Wow. And so I I didn't go down that aisle. I didn't buy anything for graduation. I walked up to the front, started a conversation with the lady that worked did. at Dollar Store because I needed some friendly conversation because I was going to cry. And then I left because he promises he will give us strength one day at a time. Do you have a mug problem? <laughs> I don't mean like mug shot problem. I mean like those mugs that take over your cupboards. Yeah, we've got someone who is asking to remain anonymous that would like to confess something. Oh, we're searching for a church. It seemed like every church had a, um, like you get a mug when yep. you get it. And I told yep. my husband, we have got to settle on a church. I do not need any more mugs <laughs> from every church. This is definitely a sign. <laughs> we can't do that. And then, of course, anytime there's a white elephant gift, you know, and you're unwrapping the present and you don't know what you get, I look really hard at the package and I'm like, please don't be a mug. Please don't be a mug. And it's always a mug. I have a couple daughters and 
<laughs> when my daughter went to um, college to Iowa State, I was like, I have the mug for you. And she's like, no, 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 no I'm not taking this. <laughs> Why do they multiply? Coffee mugs. I don't even consciously buy them anymore. I just like open up the door and be like, I even have less less space for these. Who goes out and buys coffee mugs? They spontaneously generate. Exactly. And then you have too many of them in your cupboards and you don't know what to do with them. I mean, it's I, I, I face this dilemma because I don't want to throw them away. Yeah, but they're I all very sentimental. I don't have room anymore. Desiree, do you have a coffee mug problem? I have a travel coffee mug problem. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, because those are even harder to fit in cupboards. I know. So my car collects them. <laughs> your car. Shame on your car. So if you need coffee in the morning, do you have to like go out to your car and get a travel mug and bring it into your coffee maker? I do. You do? <laughs> my desk at work collects them. Yeah. The so last... basically they're everywhere but in your kitchen. Correct. Right. <laughs> so my cabinets are free because then I've got room for the coffee mugs. At home. Yeah. There you go. The travel mugs travel. Yeah. We jokingly say, whenever we say something funny, which, you know, is occasional. Oh, you can put that on a mug. The problem is, is we all have too many mugs. People keep on putting stuff on mugs and then giving them to me. (laughs) I've got a mug problem, but nothing like what Karen's got going on. So I teach. And so a couple years ago, we were doing this activity where they would make a brownie in a mug. So they were doing these chemistry conversions and trying to get to how much they needed. And it was the day before spring break. So I was like, don't worry about it. We'll do it when we get back. If you didn't get to it, just put your coffee mug somewhere in my classroom. It's fine. Did I mention this was 2020 and we never came back because it was the pandemic. (laughs) And so about April rolled around and I woke up in the middle of the night going, I have 150 coffee mugs in my classroom. Like it hit me literally to this day. You open any cabinet in my room, and there's like a hidden coffee mug. Like grab a marker, here's a coffee mug. Grab a beaker, here's a coffee mug. And this year's kids were like, "Hey, I like this. Can I take it?" I'm like, "It's been here two years. Go for it." And Melinda, she's got thoughts on mugs. I think everybody has. A glass problem from yeah. mugs to glasses to travel mugs. I think you're Those right. Those are the things that just accumulates like no other in your yeah. kitchen. It's true. But there is a solution that does not require you to stop drinking coffee, tea, hot chocolate in those mugs, and also not have to get rid of the mugs completely. Okay. I'm intrigued. You can take the mugs and then put succulents in them and put them out in your house. So if you have those ones that you enjoy the image on them or you enjoy what they say on them, you can actually look at them more than just having them in your cupboard. So how many succulents do you have in your house right now? Uh, I do have a a number of them, but currently only one of them is in a mug. Okay. (laughs) I I feel like for me that would just convert my mug problem to a succulent problem. I'm thinking the same thing. It'd be like a desert in my house. Well, I guess you'll just have to keep your cupboard where it's overflowing then. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little story, and and, I, and I'm and i kind of curious to hear what your takeaway is okay. for this. The manager at my Aldi is super sweet. And every time I go in, we should chat. Okay. I know that doesn't shock you. No surprise. It doesn't shock anybody, I'm sure. We'll we'll chit-chat. We have been for a long time. And it's not big conversations. It's just, you know, the little stuff. Mm -hmm. 
And there's a couple of checkers there that I like to chit chat with. The other day, I go in, see my manager and she chit chats with me. I chit chat back and then I start shopping. And then all of a sudden I'm in an aisle and she comes walking up to me and she's like, um, I don't want you to think I'm a creeper or anything. Those were her <laughs> exact words. But I just wanted you to have this. And she hands me what looks like a little keychain. It's in the shape of an Aldi shopping cart. Okay. Nice. It's got an Aldi slogan on it. And you flip it over and it's actually a quarter holder, which is probably the cutest thing I've ever That's seen. Perfect. Because it's Aldi and you need a quarter. So immediately I clip it onto my purse and I'm like, oh, thank you. I said, but you know. I was already your biggest fan. And she said, yeah, we know. You're here a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And then she just walked away. And I was like, should I be embarrassed? No. (laughs) If you need to be embarrassed for that, you've got a lot of things to be embarrassed about, Jen. On one hand... It's really nice. Uh It's good to be known. On the other hand, you're like... Maybe I'm there a little bit too much. Sue, where is that place where everybody knows your name? <laughs> Panera. <laughs> really? Yes, I go through the drive-thru. They know my voice, my car. They know what I want to drink. So, yeah. They know your voice? Yes, yes. <laughs> I should have bought stock in Panera. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this like a daily thing? Oh, yeah. So what do you think that they would do, like, if you went on vacation and you didn't go? Yeah, they'd probably send out a search party. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to go where everybody knows your name. Man, that sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah, we've been talking about it all morning. Yeah, we want to know, where is that place that you go and everybody knows your name? It's Chick-fil-A for me. I go there almost every morning. Uh, It's Melanie, Trey, Brittany, uh, uh, Tari, Wes, uh, Julia. I know them all. Um, They all know me. They've all, most of them all held my granddaughter. It's the morning crew that that I go, because I go and read at 630 in the morning, almost every morning. Oh my goodness. When I walk in, they bring my order up, chicken biscuit, and I need six grape jellies. Um, They know that. Even when I go through the drive up, they know that if it's six grape jellies, they know it's me. (laughs) Oh, that's great. You have a calling card, sir. It's your code. It just happens. Sometimes. You end up telling your children things because they just make your life easier. And we want to know what those things are. When we lived with four little kids in a two-story farmhouse, I guess it was kind of scary going upstairs. But at night, the kids needed something. We'd always tell them, well, we'll count. See how long it takes you to get up there and back. Mm -hmm. Easier to do that than for us to get up and go with them. So. <laughs> so you turned it into a little race? Yeah, and we'd count, and they'd, sometimes they'd yell down, you still counting? We, ah! we're not seven, oh, definitely. Yes, we're absolutely counting. But it worked. This is where creativity and imagination comes into play with children. I mean, because <laughs> you don't plan this. There comes a moment where you have to tell a child something To make your life easier. You got something like that, Sarah? I don't have children, but I am actually a middle school teacher on my way. I teach in Norwalk. So you have children. I have 167 a day. (laughs) Oh, you have the most children of all of us. Oh, yes. I be everyone. Mm -hmm. So I am an art teacher. And when it's clay time, I've told them we're doing a competition and it's time to clean up. So the class that has the fastest cleanup time they're going to win a prize. And they're like, oh, okay, like, what's the prize? I'm like, uh-uh-uh, 
I'm not telling the surprise until I have the winner. So I'll go through all my classes, and then the next day they'll come like, who won? Who won? I'm like, oh, this class won. And they're like, what did they win? I'm like, a dance party. And they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I think a dance party sounds fun. Pretty fun. It's fun for me. Uh, So I think that's all that matters. (laughs) Builds character. I mean, that's what we always said. Character, yes. We always said. There are times when... Your children put you in a position, okay, and you have to tell them something, and it's just because, well, it makes your life easier. What did you do, Annette? We were on vacation in the Appalachian Mountains, and we told our son at the time that snails are not allowed to cross state lines. (laughs) Snails! Oh, so tell us the story behind the snail. Uh, Well, we have a child that tried to bring everything home from vacation. His Mm -hmm. name was Austin. And, like, they had giant snails in the Appalachian Mountains. They're, like, about the size of a half dollar. Oh. He insisted every time he found one that he was going to bring it home. And every time we tried to get in the car, he would try to smuggle one in the car. And we're like, no, 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 you don't understand. Snails are not allowed to cross state lines. You not bring the snail home. It's against the law. <laughs> he was about to become a snail smuggler. A snail napper. Now, so he obviously knows that it was a big, huge lie. But... She, it's still our kind of an inside joke. Every time a child picks up something, they're like, no, snails cannot create state lines. And then everybody starts giggling. Hey, Amanda, did you tell a child something that made your life easier? When my youngest daughter was young, she liked chicken. So it didn't matter what we were having for dinner. When she asked, I told her it was chicken. It could have been pork chops or hamburger. It was chicken. My oldest daughters never clarified this. They never said anything about it. Years went by. The child was nine. I served baked tilapia. And she said, oh, mom, I don't like this kind of chicken. (laughs) This chicken tastes fishy. (laughs) The best part of that, her older sister is 14 by this time. And her reaction, she just could not stop laughing. She could barely breathe. She was laughing so hard. And the youngest is just like, what? The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.